Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're good as the girls get on. Look at you all joining. Hello. It's good to see you all. How's your morning going? It's 10 a.m. in the eastern states of Australia and it is 8 a.m. here in sunny Perth. Hi, Bobby. It is good to see you. Well, see your beautiful name pop up. April Miller, Fave, and Nat Pingle. I love you, Natty. It is so good to see you all on this amazing morning. And can you believe it that Bobby has let us loose on Instagram Live? Look, this could go a few ways, but uh, I think it's going to be really, really good. Thanks, Beck. I do feel as fresh as a daisy. I, um, I got my cup of tea ready. Just, here we go, brave women run in my family. Is this like any of you, this is like your favorite mug. It is mine, because you can feel a lot of tea in it, which is really cool. I know it's a few people's birthdays today. And I, um, I heard, well, over this week, I don't know if Belinda Nelson's on, but it was her birthday, one of our major, amazing college staff. And uh, Carly Carrasco from Maryland, it was your birthday as well. And Chris Jury, I can see you because I did ask if there were people who had a birthday or anything special. And you wrote, it is my anniversary of being awesome. And you are awesome, Christina Jury. And I love you. Anglin Muti from Bali, I love you. And I wish I could be lazing by a pool in Bali with you. But it is so good that you are all joining with us today. You know, today I'm excited because we are going to be getting Nicola Douglas, who is our state leader with her hubby from um, Victoria and Tassie, on a little bit later. But at the beginning, I just wanted to encourage everybody with a little thought. And I, I was reading this week in Psalm 32 verse 7 and uh, and it's a really cool psalm it's a psalm of a celebration of forgiveness and restoration that only god can bring and uh, and i want to read it to you it's amazing psalm 32 verse 7 it says this lord you are my secret hiding place how good is that lord you are my secret hiding place protecting me from these troubles it says surrounding me with songs of gladness. And then listen to this. It's stunning. It says, your joyous shouts of rescue release my breakthrough. Isn't that amazing? It is so beautiful. And I was reading it this week 
And, uh, and it got me thinking, because I've got four girls. I have four girls. I am completely and totally about sisterhood. I have four girls. And uh, once when I was out with my hubby, we had a couple of my friends uh, looking after my girls. And uh, one of them, who will remain nameless, ended up getting into a little bit of mischief and trouble. So she ran off and without letting anyone know, she went and hid. And much to the horror of the girls looking after my kids, they couldn't, they couldn't find her. So they couldn't find her. And I, I did hear later, there were some conversations like, do we need to call the police? Has this child escaped? Is she, is she like running, running wild in the streets? Um, and after a little while, a considerable time, they did find her and she'd run and she'd hid underneath a bed. She'd run and hid underneath a bed and, uh, and she had fallen asleep. She'd fallen asleep and uh, in the nice, dark, comfortable, safe place, in that hiding place, she had fallen asleep. And, uh, you know, I wonder when it comes to us, when things get a little bit overwhelmed, maybe there's things going on internally, externally, I wonder where we run to. Who is our secret hiding place? Where do we run to? What or or where is our secret hiding place? And I think there's been times this year for me where I felt a little overwhelmed um, when it comes to what's you know what's going on in my space at that time. And I remember driving in the car, feeling a little bit teary, a little bit overwhelmed. And logically, I don't know about you girls, but often I like to try and think things through, rationalize, and um, and and instead of trying to figure it out, sometimes the best thing to do is find our secret hiding place in Jesus. Maybe it's flicking on that worship music and putting ourselves in a place of trust. And I think wherever we find ourselves today, um, with everything going on, whether it's COVID, whether whether it's everything happening with the racial inequity, maybe you're struggling financially, relationally, maybe there's some stuff that maybe you've done wrong. I wonder today if I can ask you where your secret hiding place is. And instead of maybe scrolling through social media, um, or watching like binging on Netflix, guilty, or comfort eating, which none of those things are too bad. I wonder whether we could find our safe place in Jesus. Because just like Psalm 32 says, it says, He will protect us. He will surround us with songs of gladness. And His joyous shouts of rescue will bring release for our breakthrough. So that's my thought for you. I love you girls. Well, today... I'm excited because, oh, hi, Lucille. So good to see you, Taya. I'm going to be getting on Nicola. And this is the this is the moment that says like, sends chills through every person who's doing Instagram Live because this is my very first time. And I'm just going to try and get on the very gorgeous, gorgeous, look at that, uh, Nicola Douglas. So that would be awesome if you send your request through again, Nicola. And I'm just going to do a little search. We're like so onto this, guys. Nicola Douglas, where are you? I can't find you. Okay, here we go. Let's do this. Oh, Nicola, are you on the Hillsong Melbourne City? Who... This is like awesome, guys. We got this. Okay. Like you're all praying with me, aren't you? 
KK. Nicola, where are you? Okay, let's just go. Like, would I give someone a really big scare if I just get up Melbourne City? Let's just give it a go. This could be hilarious and I'll, I'll um, quickly take you off. Okay, here we go. Let's see how this goes. Oh, oh yes. We're so on here. Hello, babe. You did it. It was a little bit dicey there, but we made it. <laughs> I know. Like, it's all about communication and we totally nailed it, babe. And you're looking gorgeous as always. I did um, introduce you a little bit earlier and said that you State leaders, and did you know? You probably know this, but I was in the same grade as your hubby Tim at school. Did you know that? At the same school, I think I remember. I didn't know. I didn't know it was the same gra grade, but I knew you went to the same school. But that is so funny. I'm sure you have some stories that you could tell me about my young husband. Well, look, I was a bit quiet and shy, which we'll talk about later. So you know, I knew it. he did tell me a few different things to do when when we did so day people know but girls I need to tell you because I don't know if you know um if you haven't met her you're gonna love her today and her and her husband Tim are incredible um Nicola was a missionary kid did you know that girls and so she grew up in Africa and then um moved back to England you've been like following Jesus since you were like a wee little girl like three years old and um and you came to college as like this gorgeous young new girl you remember I was like who is that beautiful and um, you met him, got married, headed back. You studied cellular molecular biology. I like the hottest scientist I've ever seen. And then you um, moved back to London with you, then moved back to Sydney and on staff on pastoring. You did. Then you moved to Melbourne eight years ago, and here we are today, which is pretty awesome. Yes. It's definitely been a fun ride, a fun journey. Um, but I, I'm going to jump in because I know um, you, lots and lots of girls know and love you. Like, as Bobby always says, you are known by many and loved by all, 100%. And I know that all of your girlfriends are going to be agreeing with me in the chat. But I was going to, like, just grab it from you quickly and just um, introduce you because there might be some girls who are new. Um, and and haven't seen your face before but yes you said you grew up in Falcon Hills same place as my hubby and um, you started coming to church when you were about 16 um, and got saved at wild wildlife summer camp so shout out to all the youth um, and you you did the beautiful um, seamless <laughs> going through all the different processes of church of going through youth meeting husband and young adults getting married to the wonderful Christian you guys are an amazing couple together and um, very quickly ministry was always something that you both had on your heart moving to city and um, and um, becoming youth pastors there and you, you pretty much said nothing you guys haven't done youth pastors campus pastors then a few years ago you moved to Perth and started a whole new amazing season. So hello to all the Perth girls. I know you're sending heaps of love out to Danny too. And um, 
And yeah, just incredible what you and Krishan oversee, state leaders, Bali as well. I mean, that is definitely suffering for Jesus, having to go and pioneer and help in Bali. And then also Tokyo and Shanghai, you have four girls, like legit taking on the mandate of building sisterhood, one girl at a time. And um, there's nothing you can't do, literally amazing. And so um, I'm actually going to be the first one to ask you some probing questions. Maybe get the spirit of Carolee on me and go ask those questions. No, I'll be kind, I promise. But um, <laughs> I think, um, you know, I've had a little bit of a chat about you, but I think there's some, some other questions. I'm going to do like a quick fire round now. Is that okay? Sure. Just quick fire round because I think this will help us get to know you a tiny li a little bit better. So quick ones, tea or coffee? Uh, tea. That surprises me. Uh, are you a summer or winter? Summer. Yes, and it's the last week of winter, guys. I'm so excited. A morning or night person? Oh, both. I'm married to a night person, so I became a night person. Yeah, that's awesome. Has it changed in different seasons, or has that always been that way? Um... I literally just go with whatever the flow is. I can do that. I can, I can work on little sleep. So good. Um, this is a bit of a mean question, but New South Wales or WA? <laughs> Look, I would say WA, but New South Wales definitely has my heart. I grew up there and, um, and we, you know, still follow, well, the rabbitos or the eels, all of those. So, you know. So good. Love it. Um, other than your husband, who would be the most dialed number on your phone if you were to look? Oh, um, oh gosh. Probably Hannah, who like, works with us, whom I love and who is sitting here as my moral support. <laughs> love you, Hannah. So true. So true. It's probably the same as me, Kristen, who helps me and my life and how, yeah, everything. It would be the same one. Um, what about favorite thing of being a mum of four girls um oh gosh so many um I think my oldest one is going to high school next year in Milan and so I don't know I've just been enjoying being their friends like it's so cool and I love walking out like with four little girls like my little ducklings behind me and it's super exciting I just I'm, I feel really blessed they're my little they're my little mates my girlfriends so cute and they're so beautiful as well. I love it. Okay, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Oh, man, I love food so much. This is a hard question. Anything salted caramel, I think. Good answer. I agree. Um, okay, last two. Favourite holiday destination? Anywhere hot and away from my children. Did I just say that? I love so much a very real place especially at the moment um, and final one a book that you're currently reading oh i am actually i just finished it a couple of days or what days ago it's called sex awakened by renee yam who is a sexologist from our church and it's not really yet and it is amazing so good i love it okay so now to the more pointed questions. 
And as I was saying, and how everyone would know, you and Krishan are absolutely phenomenal couple, do so much. And it could be really easy for people watching on to figure out, you know, you guys have it together. You don't go through any tough times. You know, your marriage is perfect. But I just want to ask, have you, have you guys in your marriage actually gone through seasons or moments of challenge in your marriage? And if no, we can move on quickly. But if yes, what in those challenging times, um, what have you guys done to get through them? Look, I think every, every relationship has its challenges. And I think coming into marriage, I, I learned some pretty unhealthy behavior when it came to problems, confrontation, dealing with that sort of stuff. And, um, and I learned <laughs> was to shut down, to ignore, to avoid, um, and actually be fearful of confrontation. And I think me, um, if any of you know my husband, Krishan, he is like, probably like a lawyer in another life just loves a good debate not afraid of confrontation and I think my inability to deal with any feelings push it down ignore um actually caused huge amounts of challenge early on in our relationship frustration and um and I remember this one time my husband was chatting to a friend of his who's a psychologist and and he was talking to us like about flood when you are in a place where there's so much emotion and that a healthy conversation is almost impossible to have. And, um, and so he gave us like little strategies that, that we could put into place, things like, you know, state, like I'm feeling upset by your tone or um, I don't feel like hearing me or um, if it's moving in this direction, I'm not sure if this is going to end up in a good place. And, and for us, like, strategies like that and, and, of course, time as we mature and allow do a deep work in me and the fact that my husband's incredibly patient um has been actually um really helpful and i think the big thing with relationships is that it's always okay to um, get help and i was talking to one of the amazing women i know who's been married for like 20 plus this week and and her and her husband just unhappy with where they're and and i thought they were so brave because she had made this decision to go to get some professional help and now they've begun the journey. That's quite challenging, but they're going on this amazing journey where they're going to see healing. I think that would be the same um, for any of us. Amazing. So much wisdom there. And I think it's so true about communication. I think especially navigating relationships at the beginning, trying to figure out how you communicate and how to do that effectively and well and choose the time, timings to do that is so, so important. And so I, I know you guys are absolutely incredible um, it, with you, when it comes to marriage and not just waiting for those challenging moments, those crisis management moments. I'm also super sorry. I don't know if you can hear, but I have elephants upstairs and I am trying <laughs> so hard to like, tone it out but it's real life kids at home so I'm really sorry if you can hear that and um, I might have one less kid later on today <laughs> but um I know with you guys you're actually super intentional with making sure that you're um watering your marriage and putting in things when the times are good just to make it better so you're not always in crisis management mode so can you just maybe talk through some of the things that you do to be intentional with your marriage in good times yeah, look, I mean, when our kids were little, it was almost easier because in Sydney we had family. So we did that really awesome. And to be honest, when we first started doing it, all I wanted to do was stay at home in my trackies and not go out. 
but we made the decision that we do it regularly. We go out and um, and it actually changed everything. We set time aside to have conversations about us. We things like, what are we loving about us at the moment? Or what are some areas that we can work on? And um, and it looks a little different this day, these days without family here. But we find time to still talk about us. And, you know, when we moved to we went to a cafe once we grabbed lunch together. And, um, and he, Krishan, we love Dr. Gottman. If you haven't read any of his stuff, it's epic. And, um, and he pulled out these questions from Dr. Gottman on intimacy. And girls, we'll keep it G-rated because it's Instagram live. But I nearly choked on my food. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, I know the waitress here and she's going to hear talking about our intimate life. Anyway, we then went on to very quietly, um, like, quiz each on areas of our intimacy and you know what like it was actually awesome never struggled but having questions Dr. Hoffman puts these questions out actually really helped um you know create more conversation around that and little girls um this is for free for when one day you know you might get married if if what's on your heart um the six second kiss I'm not going to say that for no reason at all and uh, I think this that we've also um, you know, gone on the journey of, and I think we do well, nurturing and, you know, actually letting each other know what we're grateful for. Like today, my husband texted said, did you want me to cook you an omelette in the morning? And I was out dropping the kitchen. I said, oh, really good. And, and I said later, thank you so much for thinking of me. It's the little things that build a marriage. So good. I love it. So amazing. And, you know, you guys are such incredible role models in your marriage, but also you just as with your friendships. I know in this chat, girls are going off with how much they love you and you have so many beautiful friendships because you are the most incredible friend. You're supportive, you're consistent, you're faithful, you're fun, you're the best encourager. And, you know, if you ever if you ever need to be, in, like, have this infusion of positivity and encouragement you just pick up the phone to Danny so I want to know has it always been easy for you to make friendships and to build really good relationships with people well look I'll keep it short I could talk forever but you know um I get told that I talk a lot that's from my husband even past Brian with a big smile on his face like gee Danny oh you talk a lot but it wasn't always that I used to be super quiet, insecure, kind of really, I feel like I'm outer. I didn't like who I was. And I remember Psalm 139, um, it says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and that, that my soul, um, uh, marvelous how your works and that my soul knows. And I couldn't actually say it. I, I couldn't believe it. And I remember putting it up on my wall for years until I moved out until I believed it. But there was some stuff that I... I put into place until my, you know, when I was transforming my mind through God's word. And, um, you know, things, maybe some of you feel awkward in situations. Like I just, a couple of things I taught myself. One, smile a lot. You'll probably always say, Danielle's really smiley. It's kind of what I just taught myself because it breaks down walls. Um, the second thing was say yes to social invitations. I'd say no because I was actually too shy and insecure. I'm afraid people won't like me. What do I have to talk about? What if friends? The other is ask questions like be genuinely interested in people because people do like to talk about themselves um and hello um and number four, assume that people like you until proven otherwise because you know what sometimes 
that emit these vibes that like we don't like you but it's just like we're nervous or we're and um and i want to tell you girls it's actually the best to um to be someone that encourages and and is friends with people and uh but i reckon nick we need to talk about you now i think it's time we talk about you um i'm going to take over and i've just got a few little questions that i want to ask you right now um so nicola what's your middle name Sarah Louise, two names. Oh, my first daughter is a Louise, Milan Louise, after the grandma. Okay, uh, peanut butter or Vegemite? Oh, peanut butter. Oh, it's so un-Australian of you. <laughs> and crunchy. It's very close. I do love Vegemite as well. It is good. Your favourite treat, your favourite naughty little treat that you like to eat? Just sugar in general. It's just a big food group in my life, especially in this. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> okay, now look, this was quite divisive. This question amongst the Perth girls when I asked them, but do you put the toothpaste on before or after you wet the toothbrush? I do both. I wet it toothpaste and then wet it again. Good like. Ambidextrous with your toothpaste use <laughs> is amazing. Okay, another point in hygiene: um, toilet paper under or over? Oh, I don't over, isn't it? Oh, under. I don't know. Over. I really have no idea. It just is whatever it is. Think when it starts unraveling, I figure out I've done it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Look, me and my husband have had debates of this. I think there was an like deal but it, it is um but Nick I I feel, felt so excited when I got to chat with you because I love you and I admire you and I think if anyone knows you they know you're rich in the word that you are a dynamic and powerful and credible communicator and um and when you speak it's like there's so much rich meaning context an application um, when it comes to the Bible. Um, what would you say to girls that struggle when it comes to reading the Bible, the Word of God? Um, well, it's funny because I grew up as a Christian. Um, I can't remember a time, I think it was about three, when um, I actually, sitting on my bed with my daddy, made the decision. Um, but my relationship with the Bible was really a hard one. I don't have the story where I became a Christian and I've had a love affair with the Word of God. It was actually the opposite. I got frustrated. I didn't understand it. Leviticus and sacrificial um, systems and all the imagery and metaphors, I didn't understand it throughout my teenage years, early 20s. And I'm a perfectionist. I'm an achiever. I don't like not getting things. And so if I'm honest, I actually avoided the Bible. I felt inadequate to read it. I didn't understand it. And because I was the pastor's kid and my kid, my parents were in ministry, I felt ashamed to admit that. And so I went for a really long time not having a great relationship with the Bible. So um, I think the problem with that though, is that when you um, don't have a relationship with the Bible, you ultimately can't understand who God is because the Bible re reveals it reveals God's nature his character his will who, who he is what he thinks about you and so I, I find myself um, creating a God um, and a narrative of who God is and starting to um, worship a God that I'd created rather than who who actually was real because I didn't understand 
So situations, circumstances, prayers I'd pray and weren't getting answered in the, the way I thought, all of these different perceptions, I'd put together theology and create a God that actually isn't the true God. And I think, you know, that is a strategy of the enemy. I'm reading, I don't know if you guys have read this, you should, it's amazing, C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters. It's phenomenal. And it's just a very, very clever way of um, just showing the strategies of the enemy. And I love this quote in, in the book, <laughs> and basically just a strategy he's saying the enemy uses. It says, you must keep him, who's the patient, the guy who's trying to keep away from God, you must keep him praying to the thing he has made, not the person who has made him. And I think that is so a strategy of the enemy, that he would keep us praying to this God that we make up from our situation, circumstances, the theology we make, rather than praying, believing, worshipping, doing life in relationship with the one true God. And so I got to this place where I was desperate. I was not free. I was insecure. I um, didn't really know the plan and purpose because I didn't know God because I didn't open the Bible and have that relationship. And so I remember having a conversation with my mom and just not really being that, that open because I was ashamed, but she told me about this book. I have it here. It's called The Miracle of the Scarlet Thread by um, Dr. Richard Booker. And it literally changed my life. It was like the key that opened the Bible to me. It was like the Holy Spirit suddenly gave me eyes to see the mysteries within scripture. And from that moment on, um, it all just started to unpack and be this catalyst where I started to see the real God and what he thought about me. And the more I dug, the more gold I found. That's incredible. Hey, I mean, I mean, Nick, what would you say um, to some of the girls? Because I think we're all in different spaces. Some here would be maybe Christian for a long time like yourself, maybe new to faith, maybe not even um, walking with God yet, but you're here and you're joining with us. And what are some practical tips? What are some things that maybe you've put in place in your life? Because I don't know about you, but like any mums who might be here, it's like, mental it's mental constantly what are some things that you would say to encourage us and how to's with reading the word i think you make such a good point um devotional relationship with god it is so personal and um it's also seasonal i think you know there's some mums watching on right now that if you get to pee on your own and not be interrupted that is a miracle you know in and of itself so like having times we can so often have condemnation and like, I'm not doing it right, but this is not, this is relationship. This is not re religious kind of um, rituals that we're trying to do. This is relationship. And, and as you and Christian would have relationship one way and Tim and I relate in different ways, we all relate differently to those in our lives. And so we relate to God in different ways. So it will look different. So yes, I want to give you tips, but please, you need to figure out what works for you in your season and the times that work well for you. Some things I suggest, devotionals, I love them. One of the best, utmost for his highest, Oswald Chambers. Um, I have Timothy Keller ones, just really simple, has a verse in scripture. Another thing I love is Bible study, Beth Moore. This was the first one I ever did, Beth Moore, Daniel Studies. I have a whole shelf of Bible studies, but actually just unpacking whole books or topics and stuff that you can't really figure out yourself, but someone's in, gone through with the commentaries, done the hard work, and you get to methodically go through it. I think version, one of the best resources, mm. everything you want on there. Like you can choose plans um, to read the Bible. Study Bibles are amazing. You, like 
you'll read some kind of word in like, what does that mean? And they'll tell you the context or the Hebrew or the Greek and just, you know, really bring to life what you're reading. Um, I mean, there's so many things, but I would just say, you just need to find what works for you in your season. What, um, if making a plan works for you, if being a little bit more like, a, oh, um, you know, in this season, I'm just, if anything's better than nothing. You know, I was speaking to my friend Dorcas yesterday and she said something so profound to me. And um, shout out Dorcas if you're watching, but she said to me, I don't remember what I ate yesterday or last week, but I know that it nourished my body and I needed it. And she said, I think it's the same with the word of God. And I was like, that is so true. Like I potentially don't remember what I read two days ago or, or the whole scripture I read a week ago, but I know that it nourished my spirit and I needed it. And you know, that is, that is the essence of the word. We need it. We need our daily bread. It's a relationship with God. And so there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Enemy wants to tell you, you won't understand it. You're not good enough. You're not going to get it, but it's all relationship and just getting to know this incredible God. Wow, Nick, that is incredible. And I think um, what I love about that is that it looks different for everyone. I mean, I know uh, some people that love the Bible Project. If you've never um, looked at any of their stuff online, um, it's profound and it's amazing. It opens up the scriptures in the most incredible way. If you're a visual learner, it's really awesome. Um, and Nick, we're going to get to share a thought a little bit um, afterwards. But I, I did ask you a couple more questions because when we were chatting um, the other day, I discovered something about you that I didn't actually know and I think it might really help people. You mentioned to me that um, earlier on as a, I mean, we're still so young, but as a younger woman, um, you struggled a lot with, with um, fear, anxiety. Um, can you tell me about that season? Yeah, so I was always a little bit of a worry what child. Um, but when I was 14 was the first time I actually experienced panic attacks for the first time. And if any girls on here have experienced panic attacks, it is such a real place. And it, it, it was kind of something I'd never, I, I never knew um, people experienced. And um, it wasn't that I was fearful or anxious about one particular thing. It was just this spirit of fear that was crushing. I feel like I had an elephant on my chest. I, I remember sitting in French class and the teacher saying, Nicola, Nicola, like trying to get my attention. But I felt like I was in this bubble of my own thoughts. I, I felt sick to my stomach. Sometimes I would vomit because I was so physically sick by articulate what it was I was scared of um, and and so I would try in my brain to figure out why am I feeling scared and so then you start thinking of all the things you can be scared about and make yourself worry because you're trying to figure out why you're worried and um, I just remember feeling really desperate and isolated because nobody was really talking about it and feeling like I was the only one really going through it but the more as an you know as I got more mature and, and adult and talking with other girls really finding out that actually anxiety and fear is a real place and people experience it in different ways um yeah many people do um so yeah that was kind of most of my teens and early 20s um would have good part good good episodes and be fine but then suddenly out of nowhere just have panic attacks and go through months of them yeah, look, I, I think even in this season and everything that's around us, um, I think a lot of people are feeling a bit like that. And 
um, and whether it's more, you know, or whether it has progressed to something more serious. Could you maybe encourage girls that feel like that and maybe talk about the journey of how you moved through that and speak life into the girls? Absolutely. You know, I actually really wanted to chat about this topic today because I know what it's like. Oh, I get emotional. I know what it's like to be the girl who um, feels isolated, who feels a bit hopeless, like I'm always going to deal with this and it's always going to be something that holds me back. And so I, I want to eyeball girls and say, if you're in that place today, I want to speak hope because I can genuinely, honestly say like in a global pandemic where everything is everywhere, has all the recipes to make me go back to that place. I, I, I'm not in that place because I have found freedom. And I truly believe that whom the sun sets free is free indeed is not a Christian slogan. It is actually a foundational truth. It's a foundational truth that has set me free. And I can say honestly today that I, I still stand on the battlefield and face fear. It's not something that goes away forever. Like fear can still come and stand on the battlefield. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, I have stood on that battlefield many times and won. And I am very confident. Oh, my goodness, the bell is going. I don't know if someone's going to turn it off. Shall I go turn it off? I was like right in the middle of this, guys. You can't. Okay, one second. <laughs> hey, girls, just enjoy. Look at all the books on the bookshelf. All under oh, my gosh. Preach it. You can't write these things, guys. And I was like, I was on a roll. I was like, <laughs> but anyway, so I, yes, like I still do face fields, but I know, I know that um, I have learned the art of fighting fear. And so I want to share some of those little things <laughs> with you. And I hope they don't press the doorbell again in Jesus' name. Um, but, you know, the, the first thing I would say is that Ultimately, when you're fighting fear, you can't use your own weapons. I've learned that Ephesians 6, I don't have time to go into it, but we have to use the weapons God's given us. And they're his weapons. They're the same weapons that he used to conquer sin, death, and the grave. If they work for him to conquer the enemy once and for all um, and to give us victory, they're going to work for us. And so for me, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, is my weapon of absolutely can't be without the word of God it says you know when when you have faith fear has to bow faith absolutely diminishes fear in your life and it says that in the bible how you get faith faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God so you have to get the word of God so I feel like sometimes it's a bit of a tennis match like a feel come and so I'm just like straight back at it with a scripture, I'm like, no, God has not given me a spirit of fear. No, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. No, the enemy may come at me one way, but he is going to flee in seven ways. No, my God shall supply all of my needs. And I, like, I have the word of God in me. So I want to say, girls, don't be without your weapon. Like, you, you, can't, you can't, like, you wouldn't leave the house without your handbag. You need to not do life without the word of God. So you need to memorize scripture. You need to have it in you. Um, I would say don't, don't give the enemy territory in life that's going to be hard to take back. You know, it talks about in Song of Songs, the little foxes tending to the garden of your heart. There's, it's a lot easier to rip out seedlings of thoughts than it is to rip out trees with big root systems. And so I would say don't give the enemy territory 
that you're going to have to fight a lot harder to win back. You need to be a guardian. You need to be a watchkeeper of those little things and the little doubts. I think it's 2 Corinthians 10.5 that says you need to take captive every thought and bring into obedience of Christ. And it does take effort and it does take intention, but absolutely, like, it will change your life. And I would say, lastly, um, you know, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, it says, God has not given you a spirit of fear. So it actually means that we can either accept or reject fear. And so choose to reject it. Don't accept fear in your life. And get around people. Get them to ha- get them to um, don't do it alone. Don't isolate. And obviously get help. I think Bobby said we have time. But I know I've gone over it. I'm so sorry about the doorbell. <laughs> No, this is the fun of Insta Live. It's like, it's real life. It's fun. And uh, look, I'm fine. My kids are at school. Your kids are homeschooling. But Nick, that was seriously profound. And and I just wanted to add to that, you know, if anyone is struggling, um, like seriously struggling, can I encourage you? Yes, the word of God is amazing in prayer and, and all of that. But sometimes it comes to a point where you actually need to reach out and get some help. And maybe the first point is, talking to your pastor or talking to your, your doctor or going to see your counsellor to actually move you to a place where um, you can keep moving in the right direction um, in your daily life. And uh, we love that. Love it. If you've got any other thoughts or anything you want to speak to girls, um, and then I'd love you to pray for us. Pray um, for whatever is on your heart, whatever you feel like you'd like to deposit girls. Okay. I'll just do a really quick last leaving thought with you. And this is a quote that I read kind of at the beginning of this season that I haven't been able to shape. It's been something I've gone over and over again. And it's this thought that it is the setting of the sails, not the direction of the wind, which determines which way we go. It's the setting of the sails, not the direction of the wind that determines which way we'll go. And I think in this season of storms and Everything surrounding us, it can be so easy to distract ourselves with all the noise around rather than actually understanding that God knew COVID was going to happen. He knew all of these challenges, which are so real. There is real pain out there. And, um, but the thing is, God's plans are still good. He still has a future for us. He still absolutely turns all things together for good. And he still, we still have a race to run, girls, and it's forward. And so instead of staying stuck in this moment, um, I really, truly believe that we are called to set, us, set our sails. That's going to actually propel us in the direction that we're to go. And like a sailor who knows what he's doing, he knows in the midst of the storm how to set his sail to get to go where he's going. And so us girls, we know, we've been part of sisterhood, we know how to set our sail in a storm. Matthew 7, the wise man builds his house on a solid foundation. How? Because he doesn't just hear the word, he puts it into practice. We know the things we need to put into practice, being in the word of God, being in community, being in the house, you know, having cause um, in the months of this chaos and you know, leaning into others and being encouragement, all of those godly principles. And I truly believe that you will find the wind and the storm is not actually going to bring catastrophe in our life. It's going to be a catalyst to actually move us forward into the things of God. And we're going to see miracles and beautiful things. So girls, let's set our sails because it's the setting of the sails, not the direction of the wind that's going to enable us to move forward in this season. So I love you. Thank you so much, Bobby, for, for um, 
entrusting us with today. <laughs> it's been fun. You need to pray for us, Nick. Can you pray for us? Pray for all the girls. I will. Father, I thank you so much. I pray that the meditations of our heart and the words of our mouth, Lord, that they've been pleasing to you. I just pray for every single girl, Holy Spirit, that you would speak directly into their hearts and their lives and their situations. God, I thank you for marriages, that you are just going to do something such a fresh and renew and help our marriages to flourish in this season, our relationships with our girlfriends, help us to be the best friends to the girls around us. Lord God, I pray for us in our devotions and with our relationship with you, Lord God, it will go to a whole new level. And God, I just come against a spirit of fear. We stand against it. We reject it in the name of Jesus. We thank you that the peace that surpasses all understanding is going to guard the hearts and minds of your girls. Thank you. We're going to be girls who set our sails, that we're going forward, that we've got the God who is exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Bye, girls. We have loved that you've been with us today. Have the best day. Bye, Bobby. We love you. Thank you for trusting us and letting us loose. We did it. See you next. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.